Hey, this is Justine, a quiet soul with a lot of convictions. I am an apostolic young lady with friends who are not of the same faith. Follow me on this journey to find out how we are able to coexist in this chaotic world. I just want to make it to heaven. I just want to make it in. I just want to cross the river. I want to be free from sin. Welcome back to another episode of The Convictions. Today, I have my, I want to say my favorite co-teacher because my current co-teacher might be jealous. No, you can't say favorite. (laughs) But one of my favorite co-teachers, Lauren Martindale. Um, I just call her Martindale. Over the summer, I call her Lauren, but I just call her Martindale. I don't even say Miss Martindale. I just say Martindale. It's um, easier to work. There's always <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she is um my co-teacher last year. We grew a relationship last year. When we first met, she didn't think I liked her, but whatever. But you guys have been on this podcast enough to know I have RBF, like I have a resting face. I just look like I'm kind of upset. But in my head, I'm thinking happy thoughts, you know? It's fine. But once we got to know each other, she likes me and I like her too. Let me tell you something. I would have never known you were thinking happy thoughts. <laughs> but now I know. <laughs> Man, funny. All right. So... We're going to be talking about gaining our own relationship outside of our parents. So, Lauren, you want to tell us a little background about yourself? Okay. Um, where to begin? Forgive me in advance if I go on tangents. It's something I'm working on. <laughs> um, but I was, so my parents are West Indian, you know, immigrants to America. And I was originally baptized as a newborn into the Anglican church, which I think in America they call Episcopalian. Yeah. And, you know, a few years later when my sister came along, they re-baptized me and they had both of us baptized as Catholic. So growing up, I was raised in the Catholic church. I mostly went to church with my grandmother Mm -hmm. and my neighbor, um, who was another child, by the way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, But we went, it's weird because we went to a Lutheran church. But mm-hmm. then in time, we went to a Catholic church. My whole family, as in my mother and my father, we would all go to church on holidays. So, you know, those types of families. Yeah. Easter, Christmas, maybe Easter vigil, maybe Christmas Eve mass, uh, maybe one uh, New Year's Eve mass, et cetera. Uh, and I went to Catholic school all my life. So that was pretty much embedded in me. Their ways, their habits, their, I'm going to call it religion, because I like mm-hmm. to talk about the difference between religion and faith. But then I went to high school and my high school was uber, uber Catholic. And I became one of those students who was taken under that Catholic wing. Mm-hmm. Because of course, not everyone is going to be with it just because they go to a Catholic school. So, you know, I did it all. I was a junior lector. I was a Eucharistic minister. I was in the Catholic League. Uh, I can't even remember what else. We had meetings every Monday called Sodality, which is where we just spoke about faith. And then I was in another club. Oh, it was called XLT, where mm-hmm. we would go after school, like at night, and we would just sing praise and worship songs and cry. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, I'll, I'll tell you, like a part of the, a running theme of my faith is just crying. It's just tears. 
whenever, you know, I'm feeling especially close to God, the tears are just going to come. It's just part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So in high school, I was very, very religious. I went to church every Sunday on my own, you know, even though my family wasn't into it anymore. And then when I graduated, I started teaching religious education. Okay. So I was very involved in the in the parish. But as I got later into college years and into grad school, like the more time went on, I kind of just moved away from the church. And not in that I had different beliefs. It's just I practiced and showed my faith differently. I wasn't as adamant or dedicated with the physical going to church, you know, mm-hmm. it became less frequent or I might go online, you know, and it just kind of I don't know the word to use. I don't want to say crumbled because I still rely on God just as much, but the growth is now kind of like stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. And and what I hate that happens to a lot of people I know is that we turn to God when things are tough. Mm -hmm. Do something or we're really upset or really angry or worried or frightened or looking for a new job. All of a sudden now we want to pray extra hard. But I try I try to be the person who also gives thanks and praise during the good times, but I'm not always perfect with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've answered three other questions that I'm going to ask you. <laughs> yes, you're maximizing the time. <laughs> All right, so you said that you started to do things on your own. Um, later in college, you kind of, you're kind of stagnant now with your relationship with God. Are there some things that you feel as though you know it, you addressed it, you know what needs to be done? Are you working towards it? What's kind of holding you back if you're not? I feel like it's something I'm not actively thinking about, but I also think it has to be something deeper that I have been trying to figure out. And it's not just with my faith, you know, because I'll mm-hmm. say, hmm, I should find a church because now I don't live by any of the churches that I went to growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hmm, I should find one. I should go every Sunday, or at the very least, I could go to church online every Sunday. I have access to one, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that sends me texts every Sunday. They even send me texts about Bible study. But like I was saying, it goes into other areas of my life. It's like, okay, the gym. I signed up for the gym. I have not been. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I need to come up with a plan for so many different things in my life that need to become regular. And I can't get regular with a lot of things. And I feel like I'm missing something. I used to think, okay, is this laziness? Like I have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. You know, over time I figured, I don't think it's really laziness. There has to be some other block there. Definitely something a lot of people, our generation has been dealing with, I think. what is it? It's the lack of motivation. I feel maybe a lack of motivation, um, time management. We've been through a lot of things, actually. I feel like we've been through so much. If <laughs> um, you really like, I think our generation like posting on so- post things on social media, we laugh about it, but that's our like coping mechanism. And we're not dealing with the things that are at hand and what we actually been through, where we've gone through. And so we like to like mask it and we don't deal with it. And our way of dealing with it, I'm coming home. I'm taking a nap. 
Yeah, I'm coming home. I'm going on TikTok. Especially if you work long hours, you just want to vegetate after work. And that <laughs> motivation and that energy is just not there. Yo, the first time you used that word, vegetate vegetate i was like whoever says that word anymore (laughs) she told me that she's as soon as she gets home she's like dead to her she just she's just a vegetation like she's just not there do not disturb (laughs) i definitely said that before but you used the word cacophony today so i don't know (laughs) all right she's coming for me (laughs) i'm just saying listen our kids are noisy it's that's just the perfect word um All right. So you said that we just don't know what to do, how to get it. You talk about the gym and the relationship with God. I think a best way it's like start like a plan. You are perfect with your plans. You write everything down, maybe because it's just your memory, but you like to write things down, (laughs) right? Like to write things down and stick them off. So I feel if you like plan like at least twice a week to do something and like, okay, I can like stick it off. I think it will work. What do you think? Yeah, you have to start somewhere, right? Definitely. I do get satisfaction from checking things off of lists. So <laughs> you make a very good point. I like that. Um, And maybe start like watching. I can send you my church. You can watch my church if you don't find a church. Yes, we're we're live on Wednesdays and Sundays. Just like the other one. Yeah. Oh, wait. Do you know the other one? Can you shout out churches on here? Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, I can it's definitely all- see our relationship, right? Yeah, I see our relationship. <laughs> it's New Life, right? It's in Ozone Park. Yeah. Shout out to them. <laughs> I really I really do love that church. When I go in person, I've been, I don't know, maybe like four times, you know, Mother's Day, um, a christening, things like that. Um, a teacher, appreciation, mass. Mm-hmm service i'm very catholic can you tell it always just <laughs> up. Like, uh, wait when, you talk about the church that i that i went to near you no this is a different one. Oh, because we have a new life church too this is the one that the um, our mutual friend goes to so she invites oh, okay me. okay new life apostolic oh yeah she goes to new life yeah so when i go there i absolutely love the experience every time mm-hmm. and of course yes the it's last like time that I at all of them. is it <laughs> you know, it's just, because I've been to so many different churches, so many different denominations, and especially growing up Catholic, mm. it, it makes me appreciate even more when I go to churches that have proper praise and worship and mm-hmm. hymns, although I love hymns too, because that's what I grew up on. Yeah. It's just not too big. Mm-hmm. It, it's not judgy, because you know, some churches can be some judgy. Can. But there's still some people at churches that are judgy, but if you're yeah. around the right people, like a youth group you feel right in place not that bad yeah i wish yeah. i apostolic upc is where it's at that's the church there you to go. Be at. There you go. <laughs> I, my church though my pastor he loves his hymns and especially growing up in jamaica we had like a green book with all the hymns yes. so we would sing hymns you know we have our hymns we pray <laughs> we have our hymns and then we get into some praise and worship that's like uh, david i know you saw that on tiktok that's like david yeah, oh, the yeah, guy that's how the we be. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. 
So we need to get a regimen. We need to start watching TV, um, church on TV. And maybe you feel some inspiration to, you know, wake up on a Sunday morning. Church starts about 1030, 10 o'clock. Not bad at like all. an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Also not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. All right. So what are some challenges, other challenges you feel as though you're going through to with your relationship with God? Or things that you are actually doing? Like, are you journaling, praying, fasting? Journaling? No. <laughs> fasting? No. <laughs> Sorry. Fasting made me think about diets and how I abandoned <laughs> mine. But I abandoned my diet because I reached my goal. But again, I digress. And you said praying? Yes. Just not as much as I used to. I used to be so strict and regimented with my prayer routine. I did Mm -hmm. not sleep without praying. I did not eat without saying grace. I, what else? You know, it it was just built into my body's natural rhythm. I said rhythm. And maybe that came from the schools I went to. I think Mm -hmm. I've been to you in the past. Then in elementary school, we would have mass every first Friday the first month. And then in high school, you would have to stop in your tracks, wherever you were at noon to pray the Angelus. And we would also have mass there at school. So it was just like, you know, a routine, a routine. Yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't view it as such. It it was, it it felt right. Yeah. It felt normal. Um, I think a thing that I, that I used to do, and I'm so upset, I'm going to tell this story. So (laughs) Before I get out my bed or check email or anything, I used to go right to my Bible app and I look at the verse. I read it over. If I don't understand it in the KJV on my ESF or NIV and I repost it on Snapchat, I used to just repost it on Snapchat. So I was having a Bible street. My Bible street uh-huh. was almost five years. And on New Year's this year, 2023, we do like a sleepover with our youth people. I've been telling you, we do our sleepover for New Year's. Why did I forget to go on my Bible app? Because it wasn't that I was up all night. So I didn't wake up to go and go straight to the Bible app. I lost almost five years Bible streak. I was so devastated. It was like the saddest day of my you life. Did not crack a smile, I think, for the next three days. Yeah, I was so sad. I, re- I remember. And like, I... I could partially feel your pain because that happened to me after i don't know like a year or two when you told me you had five years because it was the same app we were talking about mm-hmm. i was like i can only imagine that kind <laughs> of pain that kind of pain so and that felt uh-huh continue after i broke my streak i didn't go back but i think that's just the stubborn part of my personality <laughs> and it, you see how it's like detrimental to myself yes <laughs> but that's something that was a routine that felt normal. Like I couldn't get out the bed until I read the Bible. Yeah. Now, a weird thing that I started doing now, brace yourself, is <laughs> I have a contact for God in my phone. Okay. It's no, it's just all one. Just one, yeah. one, one. Saved as God, big G, God. And I text him. Like, text him. Oh, because you wouldn't get like an error message back. No, you don't get an error message. Of course, nobody's. If somebody replies back to me, that'd be very scary. But anyway, 
I text him. I said, good morning. Thank you for waking me up this morning. If I'm going through something, I text that to that message. It's like I'm having a conversation with a friend. And that started to become like a routine, my Uh, daily routine. So it kind of reminds me that there's somebody greater. There's somebody there to help me. Um, Even if I can't say to you guys, because you guys know I'm not very easily, I don't easily open up to people. But that starts like a routine. It's like a reminder to do good or to just have that constant conversation with them. I love that so much. I love that. And, you know, it's like there's always someone to listen because the people in our lives, whether it's our family members or colleagues or friends, at the end of the day, they're all still human. So Mm -hmm. we do the best we can. Let's use our relationship, for example. I feel like I probably could be there for you more than I am. But the day gets in the way and work, Mm -hmm. everything that's on our minds and it's just hectic. And before you know it, the weekend is over. But with God, with that text, Mm -hmm. he's always there. You know, his back is never to you. Definitely. That's so cool. Yep. I was like, maybe this is a little weird. No, I feel like I would steal that idea. (laughs) But that's just been something I've been doing. Also, with the fasting, if you wanted to fast, we could fast together. As a church, we fast on Wednesdays. That's usually the fasting because we have um, Bible study later in the night. Um, so we can do that together if you want. Um, I need to really do, I really need to get back on my fasting. It's not only just about the food. You're kind of like killing your flesh as they would say. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, when you're hungry, you'd be like, mm-hmm. but once you get past that and you're praying, it's like you get to a next, the next level with God. Like you're, when I'm fasting, I'm not eating. I don't even drink water. If I'm doing it the whole day, I'm not drinking water. Right. Um, if I'm doing it like two two days and like a full 24 hours, I'm gonna drink some water. But I don't drink water. I try not to go on social medias, try not to watch TV. I'm not ga- engaging in conversations that are just not right for my mind or my mental. So those are the things you can do. And sometimes some people just they can't do the food. If that's like something bad for you, then you find something that you feel like you can't live without and try to abstain mm-hmm. from that. Like, I know y'all love y'all coffee. That exactly. could be a thing. I, I didn't have any today <laughs> and today was just different. <laughs> but no, but you're absolutely right. Because um, a lot of times in the past where I've had the opportunity to join a fast, I haven't because just the way my body's set up, I'll get a migraine very easily. You know, mm-hmm. I'll feel faint or weak. So it hasn't, truly been my thing but i just hear such great things about it and i feel like you have a greater potential to reach a higher clarity Mm -hmm. and i think you said your relationship with god or your conversation with god is even different it's on another level definitely because you just start feeling like you feel real close to him like the the flesh is now being hindered and your spiritual your that that inward if you have the holy ghost you have him deep within your heart and he's like emanating his light within you you're having that conversation with him you're thinking even if you're not hearing audibly which that's what i'm trying to work towards some people be saying they be hearing him audibly i'd be jealous okay i'm trying to work towards that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i I feel it like i know there's some thoughts that come to mind um things that are happening for me you know like when you think back of things that you pray like 
Who would have thought that I went to NYU? I applied the day before it was due. Who thought I was going to get it? Um, jobs right out of college, a month out of college, I'm getting job offers. Um, passing all those tests that you just passed. Passing all my exams. I didn't even talk about that. The stress of being a teacher. Okay. I did not know it was going to be this hard. And I'm not a great test taker, but I passed those exams and I only had to take them once. That's hard. I'm grateful for that. God just be working. Okay. He be working. He be working. That's why you need to pay attention, you know, and that, and that's what I like to do sometimes just stop and reflect. Sometimes of course that gap is too long, you know, longer than it should be, but you're right. If you just stop and think about the blessings that you've received, mm-hmm. part of my daily prayer used to be just thanking God for the things he protected me from that I didn't even know about and I never will know about yeah. because he blocked it from my mm-hmm. past. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. You know that Ty Tripper song? He turned it. Probably. He turned it. That's the song to bump. Okay. I'm going to look it when up. When people be trying you. <laughs> he turned it. All right. Thank you, Lauren, for having this conversation with me. That's all the time we got. Girl, you want to talk more? We don't got to stop. We're going to have to do a part two. <laughs> you want a part two? <laughs> I didn't get to ask any questions yet. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. You can ask questions. It's not. Okay. It's a real question, but not a real question. <laughs> Okay, so listen, you know how they say you can't get into the gates of heaven. You can't get through the gates of heaven if you've never caught the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, what are your thoughts on that? How do we know who would believe on that? How does that work? Because I've heard so many different schools of thought on that. All right, so I go by the Bible. Mm-hmm. Acts 2, verse 38. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I just, ever since I was young, I just know that heaven and hell is definitely real. And what I need to make myself to get into the heavens. So Acts 2, 38 says, by KJV says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So in that just one paragraph, it says to have the Holy Ghost and be baptized in order to be to be received into heaven. Now, in this paragraph, this verse, it says baptized then the Holy Ghost, but that's not the end all be all because me, I got the Holy Ghost before I was baptized. So I got the Holy Ghost on a Thursday night at a convention. And then that following Sunday, I got baptized. Um, So it could work like that. But Holy Ghost is about speaking into another tongue. Like when it's, when somebody asks me how many languages you speak, I'm going to say two. Okay. I speak English and the Holy Ghost tongues. Okay. So it's that deep, how can I explain it? It's that, it's another realm of conversation with God. Um, some people, they're, they're just in that depth. It's a, it's a tongue, a language that other people around you are not understanding. And it's just you and God having a conversation. Um, when you're talking out, the devil 
can hear everything you're saying, right? He knows your plans. He knows what you're talking about. He sees what you're doing also. Um, But it's that next level conversation with God that the devil himself can't even understand, right? You're now taken into to salvation. You're now being someone who's walking with God. You have God in your heart because you have that relationship with him through that that language, that tongue with him. Um, sometimes it's helpful because some people have a gift of tongues where they can be praying someone through. And if that person speaks another language, like our missionaries, and you don't have anyone translating for you or helping them in such of things, that tongues, if you are connected with God, you'll be able to speak. You don't, you don't even know one lick of French that day. You learn in French that day. Which is in the Bible also. Yeah. So we're reaching out to people. You're helping them. That tongues cast out devils, demons. You are on a next level. You're in a deep spiritual world. That's why I don't mess with like, like songs that people talk about music. Yeah. Yes, I'll talk about music. That's why I don't mess with certain songs, certain people, musicians. Like if I'm hearing something, I'm trying to get off of it. Because spiritual world is real. People be talking about their um their stones and gems and all these things they're doing. That world is 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 real. It's really real. And it's not something to be played with. So if you want to be on that level with God of protection, that Holy Ghost needs to be have. And way to have that Holy Ghost is to speak in another tongue. In another tongue is you accepting God, you're being able to cast out devils and demons. You're able to help others around you. And then to be baptized is a significance or it's a symbol of being born again. So you're fully submerged in the water and you're washing away your sins. Um, It says to be filled up. So all my sins, I'm still human. I'm still going to be sinning. But with that and forgiveness, I'm always going to be forgiven by God if I'm asking and I'm I'm made clean, basically. So the tongues and baptism is salvation of God. It's his promise. It's it's the key into getting into heaven, along with living the right life, walking with him and doing good. I love how you always have a verse on hand or it's like close at hand, like it's on deck. <laughs> I love that. But it gives you something to fall back on. Um, it becomes scary when, you know, certain people misinterpret it or interpret it, how it benefits them. But mm-hmm. that helps a lot. That helps a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Definitely just read the Bible through because it says it's there for your interpretation and to be a helpful tool to you. So if you're using it correctly or you're not trying to change things, you have to read the Bible in its entirety. You can't just say, oh, this verse says something. Okay, what the verse said before that? What did the verse say after that? You know, So it's a full context, just like how we teach reading comprehension. You can't just read one paragraph and say, oh, yeah, it's the whole thing. You read the whole entire book and you're asking questions. What is is the author's message? What is the author trying to convey to us? So it's the same concept. I like that education analogy. Yeah, I know you would like that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on tonight. I know we tired after work, but thank you for taking out the time to speak to me. I'm really appreciative. 
As a reminder, this podcast is bi-weekly, so stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Till next time, Missy Matt out.